it's all good. Another another thing to uh, cash out um, her idea of going out to eat after. I did scarf down two cheeseburgers from Quick Trip because I wasn't sure exactly what was going on. However, so, I can hang. Yeah. I can hang. All right. We yeah. can go somewhere. Yeah. We can yeah. Just, yeah. Once once we're done, we can just yeah. brainstorm. We can fucking some vibe. Luncheons. Yeah. 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 I'm all yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 Well, should we fi- yeah. should we finally get this kicked off now yeah. after I've spent fucking oh, now? See, I'm going to try didn't, and You didn't. Me. You're fine. And no, you're I'm fine. not. fine. Uh, <laughs> no. It's yeah. I'm trying yeah. to fix. My, okay. Yeah. Should we do this now that I spent way too long trying to get my yeah. fucking uh, computer off. Might as well. I mean, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. We're here. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to the Millennium Fandom. I am Michael Bubbers. With me as always is the wonderful, the beautiful, the talented Katya Carter. Oh, stop. But actually keep going. It helps my ego so much. <laughs> Boom. And uh, we have a very special guest today. We do. Um, our good friend, Stephen Sheehan. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Hello. I, I'm waving, listeners. I'm waving at you. <laughs> Just a big old wave. <laughs> Hi. Hi, friends. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. And we are here to talk some TT RPG! Yeah! Little tabletop role-playing games. Um, we had like a little bit of a gateway with the lovely Rhett doing D&D, and I think we're ready we to expand our awesome. repertoire, our minds, our systems. Yes, um, you are an absolute fucking wealth of knowledge, and I'm excited to kind of pick that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But before we do, um, Kat, you brought something special for us today. Yeah. What did you bring? I bought. I didn't buy. It was gifted to me. Some. Newfoundland Screech, which is a type of rum that... Yeah, so what just happened is Bubbers just snipped it. <laughs> it was a cross between a sneeze and a cough. I don't know what it yeah. was. Uh, it right. will grow hair on your chest. It's the drink that you officially shoot when you're getting screeched in in Newfoundland. That's why it's called screeched in, because okay. you drink some screech and you kiss a cod and whatever. Okay. But my lovely father managed to finally get some down here with the help of Dan and Emily. And I said I would share this on air with people. So uh, bottoms up. Let's have some, some screech. Bottoms up. All right, we're going to have some screech. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. get in here. Um, uh, long may your big jib draw. There we go. There's a proper new feature. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, that wasn't okay. It's not that bad. It's no, not it's as bad not as bad. Malort, which is kind of my like... That's your baseline? Litmus test oh, for sure. is alcohol terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, to follow up with that, I brought us something. Um, it's called Triple Dare. It's out of a brewery. A brewery? A brewery? How's that screech doing? I don't f- uh, It's apparently doing the job already. <laughs> um, I got it while I was in Virginia visiting my sister, and I've been holding on to one can of it uh, because I wanted to do it. Um, I wanted to have that uh, during one of my podcasts, our podcast. So... Here we are having some triple dare. It's in a can that would make Zach Morris proud. 100%. 10% alcohol. Here we go. Cheers. Party on. Party. On. Oh, yeah. Cheers again. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have the screech. Let's watch it down with some triple dare. For those of you beer haters, this is a triple IPA. Because it's good and we've got taste. Whoop, 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 whoop. So, let's start with a very simple question. <laughs> I'm just not even psyched. Um, how. 
how did you get into tabletop games? Was like, what was your first gateway game, and what made you go? Oh, there's like a, a wealth of stuff here now that I can like tinker with. Um, I mean, with like with everyone else, the world's largest role-playing game, D and D. I mean, yeah. Um, I. It was third edition. I started playing back in third edition. Um, How old were you? I was. Were you like a wee baron, or were you like yeah? yeah, yeah. I was like twelve, <laughs> and you know, just just my fr- friend group um, in my hometown. You know, small town, not much to do. Mm-hmm. Bubbers knows. I know. Yeah. No. Caledonia natives. What? What? Represent. So you know. What else is there to do other than either get in trouble or become a nerd? And I think I chose the healthier path. Real. Um, Agreed. So real. I also had those options only. (laughs) So, um, my friends, um, shout out to my original forever GM, Nathan Leonard. If, if, if you're listening to this, I've, I've told you about this podcast. Um, Hey Nate, thanks. Yeah. Thanks Nate. Um, thanks for the content, bro. Yeah. Just went to hang out with, you know, friends my age and he and like some of our older friends um just one day we're like hey we're rolling up characters i'm like characters for what <laughs> you know what's this dungeons and dragons nonsense all right let's try it out <laughs> um and for for the listeners out there that have their experience with D is fifth edition um if you think way more streamlined yeah, correct yeah yeah if you think there's a lot going on with fifth edition open up a third edition book you'll um you'll be grateful <laughs> um i mean it's not bad um in fact you know i mean third edition was the you know the inspiration for pathfinder you know okay oh that's right yeah um so you know that you know because um when wizards acquired dungeons and dragons um the first edition that they were behind was third edition okay that's when the ogl came out we'll probably discuss the whole oh, OGL. We're, we're I, we have that. to there's yeah. a big old elephant in that. the room yeah. its name is Monner. we're gonna touch that one yeah yes. yeah um so, you know, they crafted the OGL, and um, I don't remember when Paizo first came out with Pathfinder. I don't remember if it was, like, when Wizards was talking about 4th edition, or if Paizo was just like, you know what? 3rd edition is complex, but we don't think it's complex enough, you know? so crazy. Yeah, I haven't played Pathfinder, but isn't it, like, notoriously difficult? Or like I mean, micromanagey rather, not difficult. Yeah, I mean, so for math nerds out there, you'll love third edition. You'll love <laughs> Pathfinder because there's a lot of numbers, a lot of numbers. Okay. Um, I, but I think I think the more important question is the big question is, how did that first game go? How, that first game? I want to know um, how that went. Like when you were there and they were like, "We're rolling characters, get in." Well, so um, the first game, um, no one except for one player took it seriously. So it was just no. joke after joke after joke. No, it was fun. Was it? Was it? Fun. Okay, oh, okay. Like as it was a blast. Fun. As long as it's fun. I mean, we're still following the rules uh, as written in the game, and our GM was pretty good about keeping us online. Again, thanks, Lenny. You know, you're the real champion here, the real hero. <laughs> um, um, but the the fact that my first 
game ever was Ravenloft. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, for the listeners and uh, bubbers, yes. um, Ravenloft first came out second edition. Uh, was when it first came out, and they like they pretty much just reprinted it with every edition. Okay. In fact, um, with fifth edition, Curse of Strahd was the reprint. Love of, me some Strahd. Yeah. Love <laughs> me some Curse of Strahd. Strahd vampire. Sure. Super sure. dark horror, you know, uh, setting. Um, and my first exposure was a half orc barbarian eating a zombified baby arm and <laughs> he wound up turning zombie in the middle of a combat oh, so shit. we now had a half orc barbarian that was raging at the time that the zombie effect oh, kicked in rest in pieces um, dude <laughs> <laughs> so we had to deal with him Fun. and um you know, Strahd's first appearance, you know, so we're like, oh, here's the, you know, the BBEG mm-hmm. and yep. Yep. our, you know, our beef stick here uh, just went zombie on us. All right. Perfect. So um, we're a great spot. We're in a great spot. <laughs> How could this go wrong? Yeah. So, I mean, like with with that kind of um, initial exposure to TTRPGs, I was hooked. Sure. Yeah, I was hooked. I can see why. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So D&D was your first exposure, mm-hmm. about 12. Um, and ever since then, you were hooked. But like very clearly because you you came to me asking me to 3d print you some pieces for um another or game what was that again i'm sorry twilight imperium twilight imperium that's right i should know that by now we've talked about it enough fuck's sake um so i mean already i'm looking at a book of genesis yes um coyote and crow dune and then you brought me one the uh quest of namaka yes question yes yeah like how, yeah. how many fucking books do you own, my dude? All right. Um. Okay. No, l- let me rephrase <laughs> that. Let me rephrase that. How many, not how many books. So, like, because, I mean, obviously, anybody who plays even just D&D. Has they've got million books up the yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, how many, how many different games? How many different systems? Like, systems. Yes, yeah. systems. Thank you. Um. Like six, six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that is still a lot. Do you have like current campaigns for like all of them? No. Okay. No. Um, I I wish I did. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I mean, the, the hardest thing about you know the TTRPG world is, um, you know, with the advent of the streaming going on, um, everyone, you know, all other YouTubers, podcasters, they always bring up, you know, Stranger Things, Dean yeah. being in that. Yeah. I'm like, come on, SLC Punk, guys. Oh my God, I haven't thought about that movie yeah. in a million years. That Matthew Lillard was formative to me growing up. I just uh, want to say that. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like back back in high school when I had the spiky hair, mm-hmm. he knows what I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Like I looked like Matthew Lillard. If I Don't just would have had, me. if Don't I would have had blue me. hair, I would have been. Don't do yeah. that to me. It was, it was not. I mean, like it was a whole thing. You know, um, his flashback of when he first became a punk. You know, was he was getting ready to run a D and D session. You know and. And, uh, you know, his buddy Bob comes in. He's like, dude, screw D&D. Listen to this. I'm like, no, no. Oh, that's do, right. Do both. I do totally both. forgot about that. at the same time, that. yeah. Yeah. What both, was... Both is good. Yeah. Both. Both, both is, is good. good. Um, <laughs> what was... 
what was the game that really got you into being like oh there are other things besides D&D like there are other little systems that I can pick from yeah. what was your first experience with that uh, Call of Cthulhu Interesting. I've been meaning to play it. Like, I've been wanting, rather, to play Call of Duty yeah. for a while. Um, so, uh, again, forever uh, forever GM. Um, Nate. He, he had just mentioned it once. He's like, hey, guys, we should try Call of Cthulhu. I think it'd be really fun. And, like, the rest of the play group was like, nah, nah, nah. And I was like... I'll that hurts. It. I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll check it out. The aesthetics of Call of Cthulhu, I'm like so into, so hearing that hurts. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I was trying to say, it was, um, you know, the, the problem with the world's largest RPG being the world's largest RPG is, you know, most new players that are getting into the TTRPG system are a little hesitant to mm -hmm. try something else. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's... It's real straightforward for the most part. Um, and a lot of guesswork is taken out. You know? Okay. Um, but but I, I make the argument, um, as a player, you just need to have a basic understanding of, oh. of really the game. Like, like, you know, the GM is the one that will determine like, hey, you need to roll this certain dice or this many dice, depending on whatever system you're playing. Sure. And you just like, you refer to your character sheet. That's pretty much the only rule book you really need when you're playing. Well, that's cool. You know, I mean, even the yeah. GMs don't need to know the rules like by heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's kind of a, a good faith thing. You know, okay. like if the GM doesn't know the specific rules, as outlined in any of the core books that I have sitting here on the table. Um, th every single system will tell you the GM has final say in any matter. Okay. So, like, if the GM doesn't know the rule, instead of wasting time, which just slows down play. Yeah. Kind of kills. Flip through the book, trying to find the exact rule. Just make a ruling. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Um, if you made a mistake as the GM with the ruling, apologize to your players whatever yeah move on. move on yeah um or at least just be consistent make the same ruling every time you know? <laughs> yeah so i mean like the system doesn't really matter i mean it really mm -hmm. comes down to like how is your character generated mm -hmm. i feel that's that's the part that is most important in any system is how are the characters generated you know uh, how many because that that sounds good because like call of cthulhu that sounds that sounds a little bit more like almost up my alley because um spooky not even no not even spooky because actually when you That's were talking about it. the coyote the coyotes and crow coyote and crow coyote and crow excuse me it's right in front of me and i can't even fucking <laughs> read it right coyote, uh first off uh sounds fucking awesome mm -hmm. right but like the sci-fi aspect i am totally on board though like sci-fi is my game like i love some i love me some fantasy man i, I will do fantasy all day but sci-fi Let's fucking roll. I um, tend to go with like the urban, like give me a hunter or a vampire game that's like modern time, but with a twist. Sure. And I'm like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love all that. Um, but like that's for me, a lot of 
a lot of TTRPG, the big, the big reason that I kind of shy away from it is because it's so deep. There's so much, like I would love nothing more than to GM a game here in Winona, like with a couple of my friends and do that. Like I've actually really been hard considering doing just a one shot just to see like how it would go. You how know? it feels sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But like, I'm so intimidated by the fact of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like that's kind of almost like part of the fun like yeah i mean yeah, kind of like what you're saying as long as you have a basic understanding like the rules can be kind of loosey-goosey it's mm. a game it's yeah. a game and i also think it's very much the people you invite like good people point. that are going to be there if if they're any good like to me the mark of a good player is somebody who shows up and wants to be there good point um there are arguments you mean there are arguments always online with like tabletop games in general over like what makes a good role like what good bleh, about what makes a good player is it mm -hmm. like good role play or like good min max or good understanding or takes notes and it's like if it's somebody in my, my opinion anyways is yeah. if it's somebody who wants to be there that's a good player mm -hmm. oh, okay. if it's somebody sure. who respects your time that's a good player. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, what about you, Kat? Because you're in you're in a couple of TTRPGs. I'm in a lot of games. So, so okay. How many games are you in? How many how many campaigns are right now? How many games? Uh, uh D, just D and D are different ones. Yes. Great. Uh, <laughs> our mutual friend Rhett, I think, is in way more. But um, I have a couple D and D games. I have a Jane Austen role playing game. Yes. Uh, Good Society. Uh, I'm a part of a Hunter game, a Flames of Freedom game. I think we're starting up um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk? Yeah, Ooh. Cyberpunk. I don't know why I oh looked at you. You're not in the. But yeah, yeah, we were just <laughs> talking about this earlier. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those and it's the same thing like I personally have like preferences as to what systems or environments that I, sure. I like and some I like less but I love every single one and a lot of that is because of the people I'm with yeah. the fact that like it's a safe space to create characters yeah. I, I know I'm talking too much and it's your thing but like I'm very much a role play sort of person like mm -hmm. I think of a character and then I go or I think of like a maybe like a two bit like oh I want to play um a space pilot that goes pew pew and then I will just kind of like go on that mm -hmm. um but yeah basically just going around it's it's I do think it's all about like the people you're with and that is part of the fun of like going on an adventure together with people you can kind of trust yeah 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 I mean um so in Winona here um there is a group of people um that they're they're real open to the public um covid kind of killed the in-person gaming so they mostly just do um online mm -hmm. um i got introduced to the group because uh, they used to play at no name bar um, right on tuesday nights in fact tabletop tuesdays hey group if any of you listen <laughs> you're, you're in the winona area yep. anybody yep. go check it out man um um they uh you know, it's it, it, like there's the core people of the group, but then there's always like just a rotating door of like new people coming in. Mm -hmm. And right there is like a prime example of, yes, for like a public group, you can get all sorts of people that will come in. Of course. Right. And, um, you know, kind of do vibe checks with them all. Xbox is going crazy over there. I know. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot I left that on. <laughs> um <clears throat> But, you know, like, you know, just whoever you vibe with, that's that's the people you want to play your game with, mm -hmm. you know, 
as we've already established, the rules aren't really that matter. You know, I mean, I, I personally, I won't do voices. I just can't. That's not my <laughs> okay. thing. Okay. Um, and so like the role playing, you know, it's, it's a nice touch. It just adds yeah. to it, but it's not a requirement. No. And, and I remember when, um, the first, first TTRPG that I played, um, was when Rhett hosted that game for me. Um, and we did a podcast about it afterwards. Um, oh my God, it was so fun. But like suddenly they all started talking in voices and I'm like, what is going on? I'm so like, bad with voices. I also, I can't do, I like try, like some characters will be a little more high pitched, but like oh, other sure. than that, like, mm-hmm. sure. But like, yeah. it was just great. <laughs> like it took me by such surprise and like, I was already like scared mm-hmm. and like intimidated and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden everybody starts talking like different, you know, uh, in, you know, inflections or inflections in their voices and mm-hmm. different uh, accents and stuff. And I'm like, what am I? So- I didn't even think about this for my character. What? What? What, what the hell? So, it's like, I don't know. It was crazy. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right because I mean, there's been plenty of times because um, I'm in it, one campaign. I'm in two campaigns actually. I'm in two D and D campaigns, um, and yeah, not everybody does a voice. And, you know, and yeah, and that's not it. Like, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the, the fun, like inclusive part about D and D is like, and you just, yeah, you just kind of have to be like open to whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, have, you have to be real inclusive towards it. It's a, it's a very improv like you have to yes and or no yeah. but. And that's kind of, uh. yeah. Um, I do have a question for you just because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly curious. I'm not putting you on the spot. There's no wrong answer or not, but like, I know you're very, um, we were talking earlier, like technical minded. Mm-hmm. When you create a character, does it depend on the system or do you go for more like um, like narrative role play person? Are you a min maxer? Do you try to do both? Like, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad I also asked. That's so, it. <laughs> you know, back back to when I was first introduced to D and D. You know, most of the play group were min maxers. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I really don't have a problem with players that. Can I can I interrupt for a second? What is a min-maxer for somebody who doesn't? I'm not like for listeners. I don't know shit about TTRPGs. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to, I'm going to be your voice to anybody who's listening <laughs> and does not know what the fuck's going on. So min-maxers is trying to eke out as much power potential at low levels as possible. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Very much a like, I'm going to make the strongest, cheesiest character possible, yeah. which is fine. If that's fun for you, go for it. Yeah. You okay. know, I, there's no, nothing wrong with min-maxing in my opinion yeah. i like to kind of do both but i'm bad at min-maxing so sure. i tend to go more for like narrative role plays yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. sorry continue thank um, you i mean so i really don't have a problem with players that want to pretend kill pretend things yeah. i really don't have a problem with that <laughs> the murder hobo parties yeah yeah the murder hobo parties yeah I, okay so i do have a problem with <laughs> murder hobo parties because you know like so I think that one of the best things that Wizards did with D&D was getting rid of the alignment thing because it was bullshit to begin with. Oh, sure. Because you know, like players are like, oh, I'm lawful. I'm lawful good. And then they go off and be a murder hobo. Like, no, you're not. You're not. GTFO. What are you talking about? You know, so like, I'm, so I'm glad they got rid of um, the alignment. Um, then like it just didn't 
It hey, just didn't work. It was good for memes. Yeah. Okay. Good for memes. So let's let's. Yeah. I know a moment of silence for the alignment chart memes on the internet circa 2012. Those were good. I still like them. Yeah. We gotta play tabs in here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So, you know, first getting into D and D. Um, Min-Max. Min-Max was the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, you know, I participated in it. I, you know, I'm Min-Max, yeah. too, because I'm like... There's I, nothing wrong with yeah. a Min-Maxer, yeah. man. <laughs> but what I didn't like about how that playgroup did it was, like, they would get bored with their characters too fast. Um, and I think that's oh. where, you know, the lack of role-playing... You know, yeah, yeah. Kind of led to that. Like you, you're not emotionally invested in the character, and that's what I think is the core of the TTRPG, you know, thing is you want to get invested, not in the mechanics of the game. Because I mean, you know, right, as, right as cool as they are, like, yeah. and they are fucking cool. They like, are I fucking do, cool. I do love cheesing some stuff occasionally. Like, if you yeah. find something that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, we already br- mentioned Genesis over here on the table. Um, hands down, my favorite system, uh, and I'll, I will gush about it eventually. <laughs> yeah, um, I just figured this out, and I'm looking at it, and it's very much a kitchen sink sort of scenario yeah, where it's, it's like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's a 100% blank slate. Very um, sandbox. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean cool. like um, there. In this book, I mean, they have examples, but there's no actual classes. You can make up your own class, and it tells you, like, how to make the skills. Anyways. Cool. Yeah, I'll gush about it later. Um, <laughs> That's can, what this podcast is yeah, for, my yeah, guy. There is no topic. There is, like, we're giving you questions, but it's just a combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're vibing. We're yeah, vibing. we vibe. I call it a vibe. I'd call this a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I think the you know what any creator of any system, um, what they want is people to be invested, mm-hmm. you know, and you know the mechanics don't matter, the rules don't matter, the story matters, right? And That's as a- long as the people you're with um, are helping you write a story that you all enjoy. I, I think that's all that really matters. I've, I, I feel like agree. that's that's a really good like the rules don't matter. The story does or the the rules don't matter. What did you say? Fuck! It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. What was that pull quote? Uh, <laughs> like I'm put that shit on a shirt. Yeah, sell that. The system doesn't matter. The rules, the rules don't, don't matter. matter. The, the story, story matters. matters. Yeah, that's gonna be our first merch. Yeah, yo, we need some, we need some merch. We need some fucking merch up in here. Who wants to sponsor <laughs> us, man? Let's go. Um, <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. Um, what is probably so far? I know you've, you you said you're gushing over Genesis, but D and D's been your first, you know. <laughs> your first kind of love affair with TTRPG. Do you have a favorite? Like, do you have something that you're just like above all and else? Like, this is this is it. I will drop anything to play from X system. Yeah. Genesis. Hands down. Genesis. Okay. Do you have a favorite game though right now? Like, do you have a favorite campaign or, or game well, that's going right now? Um, 
No, it, well, I suppose I you don't, don't have to. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I, I only have one campaign that I'm involved in right now. Okay. Um, and we're using D and D. Okay. Um, I, you know, I love, I love what we're doing. You know, um, I was talking about it a bit in the car yeah um, i feel like i always get it just as a side note i feel like i always get a snippet of what the podcast is going to be whenever like somebody is nice enough to drive me to your house because i'm like Ooh, what are we talking about well, tell I me know. a little preview and then you guys show up and we're like we're talking in the car I'm like i wasn't <laughs> well here we go we'll anyway. just we'll, we'll just, the oh, next just time, the next time no the next time we'll just have you like on the phone and you could just listen oh perfect yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's video conference man. yeah um <clears throat> But um, your current campaign, our current campaign. So, you know, we only meet once a month, you know, um, which when we first started doing that with other campaigns, I I was like, "Ah, I want to play more often. Yeah. But whatever. Once a month works great because like you can plan ahead. You can schedule things. It works better for adult scheduling. That's the that's the the biggest downside (laughs) to TTRPGs as adults is like, oh, Tuesday doesn't work for me, but it works for everyone. Scheduling is a fucking I want this on record. Scheduling is the real BBEG of tabletop games because fuck it there. I want if I had my way i would be in eight million different games with all of my cool friends so but just, here i am with the life <laughs> here, here i'm gonna uh translate bbeg big bad end guy yeah and, or big bad enemy guy evil guy evil guy just some some fucking big jerk off yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah um well, what about what about you, Cat? What because you're in you're you've got it sounds like you've got a DD, you got the Margaret Thatcher. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Jane Austen and Jane Margaret Austen. Thatcher are two different people, my guy. <laughs> two very different fucking people, my dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll show myself out of my own house. Uh, no, so you've got those two. You got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, just the idea of Margaret Thatcher trying to play like any tabletop game is so funny to me. That would be funny. Um, so what's what's your favorite? What's your favorite? What do you got going on over there? I can't. They're all my babies. It's the same thing that um, that you were saying. They're 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 all my babies. Mm-hmm. I can't. Choose you can't pick one. one. That's hey, and that's it's great. Crownfall and Hunter are tied, but also that means nothing to anybody, and I refuse to say otherwise. No, yeah. I I love them all. They're all my babies. All of my characters are my children. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. No, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> actually, what about what? What is one of your favorite characters that you've ever made? Because you have, yeah, a, tell, or, tell or even if you haven't had a chance to play them, what's a cool concept that you, that's been kind of like stuck in your craw? And I'll gladly throw this over to you too. So, cool. um, well, it depends. Um, I mean, like my favorite character that I've played. Well, that I've wanted to play. Um, like, I've wanted to play, like, a real stoic, you know, um, like a grizzled old veteran that's, you know, like a paladin or something, you know. So, yeah. Someone with a noble, you know, heritage, you know, comes from some kind of, like, brotherhood, some kind of order, some, you know, noble, good-intentioned organization. <laughs> um, but, you know... Um, just an old timer that sure. uh, just wants you know like you you wants want peace and stability. You, know? you, you want a fucking Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, I kind of want. You one. gotta love that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Though. Uh, yeah, like I've wanted cool. to play an Obi Wan Kenobi. I just haven't had the opportunity. Okay. Um, I always wind up playing joke characters, like <laughs> just because. Um, 
they're fun. Well, they're I mean, fun. they are fun, but I also will see. Um, I'll j- jump in on a campaign with a play group. Um, like my one buddy up in the cities, he invited me up because I was on my way up to see a band up in the cities. And he's like, oh, perfect. You, you're going to be just in time. I'm running a game tonight. And like all my players are new and they're super stressed out because they were taking it way too seriously. We need a joke character. I'm like, ah, right. again? This yeah. is Ferdinand. He's yeah. a crab. That's a man. Yeah. Like- <laughs> no, so... <laughs> So my um, another buddy of mine was coming up with me, um, and I want you to make that character. No, I'm just letting you know. And oh, he I has stole to be it from British. one of my good friends, Sonic. Oh. If you're listening, I stole uh, I stole your character very quickly for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so we were we were told make make joke characters, mm-hmm. and we're like anything goes. He's like anything goes. So we decided to play a two headed Goliath. Um, Hell yeah! Yep. <laughs> oh, and we played it great because like when we came up, he handed us both a sheet, and like we handed one back. Like we only need one, and he's like, "What have I done?" Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we had so we took the. Um, charlatan background um we were peddling um petrified dung balls we had certificates of authenticity for them yeah of Perfect. course you've got to you got to like would. lean into um, it yeah we um also like took like a music background mm-hmm. um and our didgeridoo um Perfect. of course you well, got we had a didgeridoo, didgeridoo it. Yep, didgeridoo and bagpipes um <laughs> Perfect comedy. Yeah. Incredible. And I, like, I, as we were like rolling up our character, I turned to the GM and I was like, can our didgeridoo be our club as well? And he's like, oh, that's yes. perfect. I'm like, perfect. Um, we're done and, here. Yeah. <laughs> Pack it up, boys. And, and it didn't stop there. Um, we had split personalities, obviously. So we would roll a D20 and whoever had the higher roll got to control the character for that turn. Oh, um, that's fun. Pretty, that's pretty fun. Um, and so one of us um, would break the fourth wall. Um, in fact, um, we would pray to the GM's uh, wife as our god because <laughs> she'd like, like, well, like, hold on, we're gonna pray. And we would even like put our hands together in person, you know. <laughs> and like, I would just, I lifted my head. I'm like, oh, great, Vivian. And she's on the couch in the other room, and she's like, wait, what? <laughs> What's my name? What's, hap- What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. Um, and and then my buddy his head played a conspiracy theorist so it was it was just it was a shit great. show yeah that sounds amazing beautiful. i love beautiful shit shows <laughs> yeah. no D&D that's no uh, steven the, you're great at joke characters this yeah. is fucking that's that was insanely amazing. Yeah. creative that like, was so good i'm yeah. envious i wasn't there i know so i and, and like like i was i didn't want to play another joke character but i was like whatever it's pretty much a one shot and it's more for the other players yeah yeah, yeah. the other players were new mm-hmm. um this is their first campaign they were like taking it too seriously they were stressing out over may the I, finer parts mm-hmm. i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt may i ask was this around when like critical role was getting really big no people this were is... like i have to take this seriously i have to be a mammers or no no okay. no this uh, this is before think thankfully yeah because yeah. i've um, noticed that i've noticed an uptick of that anyway i'm sorry yep. continue I'll, I'll i'll circle back yeah and like you know the gm was worried about the players would get burnout and i was like don't worry we can help with that you know? <laughs> so they wound we'll up realizing that you can just 
you know, completely just throw everything out the fucking window yeah. and just go ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's yep. the rules don't matter. Yeah. The mechanics don't matter. The system doesn't matter. The story matters. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that was one thing that helped me a lot in developing my first character. Cause it was a, um, wasn't it named pickle or something? So I have a character named pickles. Oh, the great. I apologize. <laughs> no, I no, that's I fine. Was ju- I was jumping ahead in the bubber saga. So my first, my first one, um, his name is Gabbro and he's a, he's a, um, a gnome, um, he's a, uh, a monk, mm-hmm. right? And so he uses his fist, whatever, but he eventually gained his subclass of like drunken master. Mm-hmm. So like he was just drunk all the time, carries a British accent, sometimes melds into uh, Irish. I don't know. Cause it's whatever you're doing yeah, at the time. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> do what I can with it. It's like, yeah. I don't, I'm not good at it. I just roll with it. But, but, um, that was my first character. And like, I didn't, I think at first I started to take it like real seriously until eventually like, you know, yeah, well, mm-hmm. kind of like what you were saying, you know, you're just kind of helping. And I think Rhett was doing a very good job of like helping me. And it, mm-hmm. it helped that like it was a group and I'm looking at cat, like our core group of friends. Um, we're all shitheads. We're all <laughs> shitheads. And like they, they all knew what was going on and they were excited to, to play a game with me and get me exposed to it and like really made it a comfortable experience for me. So like I give you fucking kudos for like really yeah, doing that. It's a really cool mm-hmm. thing. And I'm really pissed off that I wasn't at that game because that sounds fucking <laughs> That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah. I do think, like, not necessarily on the other hand, but more like in addendum to, I think it's really, once you have that base of like, that like, once you have that solid foundation of, now I know how X or Y system works, now yeah. I know how to kind of do X or Y characters, let's take that and let's spin it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally I have had some characters that kind of started out as like no thought sort of characters that now I'm like really attached to because they went through so it was actually I'm, th- I'm specifically thinking of my archer from um, Curse of Strad, Strad which is another D&D thing we briefly mentioned where it was like I, I started as being like oh yeah I want to play like a magical girl with a bow and then I kind of like <laughs> made it but then I grew like really really attached to her and she went through this whole character arc like she found oh. her brother her brother came back a little bit wrong but like it was fine and it was just this wonderful um cathartic character arc so i guess what i'm trying to yeah rat wound up playing um the twin that they were that she was looking for it was a, it was beautiful oh. um but um i guess what i'm saying is i think it, it's a two-parter where like it's nice to also delve into the seriousness of like, and maybe this is just the fuddy-duddy actor in me of going like, hey, I'm cool enough with a group of people that I can play scenes where like, I will have a knockdown, drag out verbal argument with you. And we know that once we leave the table, it's fine because it's in character or alternatively, yeah. like I will, like I, I've cried during <laughs> like sessions from like tabletop games wholeheartedly, like as my character and as me, I've 100% bald. And I think tabletop games in general really lend themselves, especially if you're with a group you really like and trust to be mm-hmm. vulnerable via this weird combination of escapism via role play and just like acting and it's kind of incredible um circling back is there any your joke character incredible like I, i'm not i'm not poo-pooing i'm not poo-pooing like the two-headed ogre at all i think that's incredible i think, I think that's so good I, think amazing. Um, I had a barbarian named mog who basically just did this all the time and was super cool and just wanted to hit shit and it was yeah. great well but um 
Is there like a character that you've ever felt like really strongly attached to from like either um, character wants or needs or just like one that really emotionally resonated with you in any of your games? Um, I mean, yeah. Um, but like, I, I mean, I've d- jumped around with so many games, especially sure. during high school. Um, so I would have a lot of characters that would come and go. Um, but one character that stuck with me to this day, I, <clears throat> Timothy. Timothy, I, ooh, yeah, that's, a just, nice, that's a nice name. Yeah, I just went, I went, I, I went with, you know, <laughs> simple enough name sure i didn't want to go like too fantastical mm-hmm. um it was my first time playing as a human and um so that's a kind of a thing with with me with any ttrpg i feel i should just always play humans because to be fair you I, are one yeah i am a human oh. and you know that's exactly what a human I tend to would play say. a lot of humans too. Yeah. For that, like, <laughs> well, I'll branch I mean, out when I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, like with the other species. Do you really know how they would actually act? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, so it was my first time playing a human, and like I didn't want to play a over-dramatized version of myself, but um, I wanted to play a character that, you know not necessarily a rags to riches but you know from just the deepest most horrible origin mm-hmm. into you know a champion of the people okay um a meteoric rise sort yeah, of deal yeah. yeah and um we wound up that character wound up being in the world's largest dungeon um this was the thing um <laughs> I don't remember when it was created, but it, I mean, it's a book. I like, sorry, listeners, I'm holding out my hands for this. <laughs> it's um, a big old book. It's yeah, a big old it was, book. It's over a thousand pages. Picture a Scooby Doo sandwich, and that's kind of what he was doing with his hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the book was over a thousand pages. Look mm-hmm. it up sometime. World's largest dungeon. I mean, oh, everyth- that's the name of the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were just yeah, making no, a joke, like, I so I didn't think about saying, it. He was, yeah. yeah he no. came out of the world's largest dungeon. I was like, yeah. Haha, cool. I mean, yeah, that sounds yeah. neat. <laughs> sounds like a cool backstory. Yeah. Um, like everything, everything's happening in there. Like the the premise of the whole of the whole dungeon is there is a mighty war going on between angels and demons. Okay. Right. Is this uh, what system is this for? It was designed for third edition of D and D. Of D and D. Okay. I think. What I, did you use it for, I guess, is the we, Well, um, Was it Pathfinder third or third no, Oh, okay. It yeah, was we used edition. it third edition. Gotcha. Um, and just the horrors and the, like, the, the ups and downs of going through that dungeon. I mean, some hilarious <laughs> things occurred in there. I mean, we wound up throwing a gnome across a... Um, a bottomless pit through a door. <laughs> Good, yeah, all right. That was like he burst through the door. It was a room full of Minotaur. He screams, "Pull me back!" We pull him back, and our wizard threw a fireball into the room, and then the door shuts. And we wound up running into those Minotaur like four sessions later. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh god! Like we come around the corner, and there's these singed Minotaur. We're like, we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but um, I mean. <laughs> 
I mean, like, so there'd be, you know, it's, it's like any good like drama TV show, you know, there's comedy, you know, there's lighthearted episodes, mm-hmm. there's stuff like that. But my character, you know, I started playing him out as being real kind of quiet and kind of timid around the group. Yeah. But then as, you know, the, you know, mechanically the character developed and, you know, story wise being exposed to s- beings of, unimaginable power and terror and like just glorious mm-hmm. beautiful things and he like after all this exposure he, he got more confident and stuff mm-hmm. like that oh cool so timothy That's really correct. timothy went from you know just being you know this quiet little guy to <laughs> hey everybody you know <laughs> what a, but like what a great satisfying arc for yeah. like you as a person to kind of feel out like yeah, that's yeah. kind of what i mean in terms of like you can start out with these like characters and then they just grow so much and i mean i can't speak for you but like oftentimes like without you kind of realizing until a couple sessions later after they do a big thing where you're like oh wow this is a completely different person now mm-hmm. cool sort of deal um I get sorry, did you wanna No. You're oh. good. Um so we've had Timothy as a character that stuck with you. Do you have like a concept of um anything that you would like are really itching to play, like a trope or yeah. um not really. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, what I really like to do whenever I'm jumping into a campaign, I really play off of the other players. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always try to fit, you know, like, I'm like, well, you know what? This party really needs, you know, um, you know this type of person. Y, yeah. you know, like, so I like, that's what I try to do. I try to fit try to make a character that just you know helps it complete the group yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean That's tabletops hard. in general are incredibly collaborative mm-hmm. they so. are they have yeah. to be yeah yeah no, i i the last one that i joined the most recent character i don't even fucking remember his name That's terrible pickle uh, I know it's not, but all your characters' names are Pickle from now on. I'm sorry about it. That's fine. That's fine. Well, Pickle um, three. Pickle Pickle number three, because I have exactly three characters. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. (laughs) Good. All right. Tell us about Pickle three. Pickle number three. Uh, He's a tortle. Um, and he's a warlock, right? Mm-hmm. And he's from the deep south. So I Oh love yeah, it. okay. I love it because people can't hardly understand what he's saying. Good. It's it's one of <laughs> like that's that see and I feel like that's my that's my trope. Like that's what I always seem to gravitate towards is because typically there's other people there that are like doing the heavy lifting, doing the investigations or whatever, and I'm all like, Yeah, I'm here doing it. we're having a good time. I t- <laughs> yeah, no, I tend to default so, to that like, too of like that's just I'm just here to watch everybody, but also yeah. I am kind of involved, but I want to do be involved. <laughs> also, you guys got it covered. <laughs> so who's with, this quirky fellow over here? Yeah, with that character being uh, um, a, a southern warlock, every time you pick up a dead animal, no one knows if it's for food or for a ritual. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Correct. Put it in the pot. Yeah. We don't know if it's the alchemical pot or the one for the soup, but we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What about you, Kat? What's your favorite? What's what's a favorite character that you've made? Uh, Stella's one with the thing, which I think I just talked about. Yeah, the archer. Yeah, Mog is another one who is a very basic like half orc barbarian pirate, but like 
he was kind of just cool for whatever. It's one of the ones that I've only ever done a voice for, <laughs> and it sounds really, really weird, but he's got just a really deep voice, and he's just up for fucking anything. And he's also <laughs> a very stereotypical barbarian. Dumber a, than a bag of bricks. He but sounds just like a bro. So enthusiastic in helping other people out. Like, he became a pirate because he just really wanted to, like, help people and, like, distribute things easier. And he was like, <laughs> well, these fat cats aren't doing anything. I'm just going to sink a bunch of their ships and go at it. <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite, the, of the three characters, probably my favorite so far, because he's had the most development, is Pickles. His name is Pickles the Great. <laughs> he was like, actually, because he came from an island and, like, like what was it? It was a... Uh, uh, his, his name was actually like I, I, I built his backstory as um, he came from an island, and his name was actually Pillars uh, like Agate, like or like Agate. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went. He basically came from the town that was like in um, uh, fucking hell, Monty Python, um, uh, the Search for the Holy Grail, where the mm-hmm. people are all like. The witch, yeah, and, oh. and like he helped save somebody's you know kid or whatever, and then they were like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Pillars of Gate," and they're like, "Pickles the Great, hail Pickles the Great," and it just That's stuck, so good. and That's it just so fucking good. stuck. So now he's just <laughs> Pickles the Great. Um, but like, he is one of my favorite characters because he's just he is he's a barbarian, um, or he's an orc. There's a lot of barb. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of D and D love at this table. There's a lot of barbarian love at this table, and I appreciate yeah. both, honestly. Oh well, look, and that's the thing too. I love like, me a barb. He's he's dumb as a box of racks, kind of like you. But he's high on strength, but he's yeah. also like super high on charisma. Nice. So like he's dumb, but he will charm your pants off. And I feel like oh. I can't help but feel like that's that's just a little bit of me. <laughs> I, I like, that. I get like I'm charming, but I'm fucking dumb I do, as shit. <laughs> I do fully believe that whatever character you're creating for whatever system, there is a part of you that's in it. Oh yeah. Maybe some are like a bit like. Uh, bigger or stronger aspects of like an aspect of your personality maybe mm-hmm. some are about smaller but like i know that's how i connect a little bit yeah um i personally i tend to avoid the like this is my character so it's three free therapy hour not that there's anything wrong with that but just mm-hmm. i get uncomfortable when i do that but like there's always yeah. a little bit of an aspect for that sure um we haven't talked but talking a little bit about dungeons and dragons well a lot of bit about dungeons and dragons True story. so i do kind of want to bring up the elephant in the room yeah let's do um, it let's get controversial up I, in do, this I mean i don't know if it's controversial yeah, you know it's uh, not really. more than like the, what the fuck? <laughs> um the ogl bullshit and yes. uh wizards being money grubbing dickheads like what's well. your thoughts on that i know i kind of led the witness by saying yeah. money grubbing dickheads but yeah. like we're all friends and I think we yeah. all agree. <laughs> I, I, I would have to think that we're all on the same level, yeah. So, um, you know, as a player, um, I, 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 I wouldn't have really cared, you know, what happened with the OGL. Because as a player, like, I, uh, most players don't buy any of the books, mm-hmm. you know. So, like... It's all I mean, on Wikipedia, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... You know, um, I mean, the basic rules for D and D, and a lot of a lot of other systems, the basic rules are available for free. Yep. You know, good point. So, as a player, like, why would most players even care? Mm-hmm. For GMs and the small independent third-party publishers, it's a huge thing. Oh, right. And that's also right. 
correct me if I'm wrong. I'm fairly sure and I'm right, but like that's the bread and butter of the of of the tabletop community is like a add-ons or things like critical role and whatnot um so well i mean with the way the ogl was set it was mostly about published material like right. you know written material right so um you know critical role uh, you know, like any other streamers out there wouldn't have really been affected mm. um the the only thing about it was um I think there was a clause on that, though. The virtual tabletop. Yeah. Um, that's what a lot of people um, did talk about. So, you know, like if you're on Roll20, you might see your membership go up. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, that was a thing was uh, D&D Beyond. You know, they were going to increase the membership cost of that. Mm -hmm. And there was a huge outcry on yeah, that. And everyone was like, actually, like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, I understand why Hasbro, it mostly came down from Hasbro, yeah. not so much Watsy. So, um, and they've backtracked on it. You know, they, they're like, you know what? We are keeping the, you know, one yeah, point. Everyone threw a sink. Everyone was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, they, and, um, a couple YouTubers have said that they've received emails from wizards of the coast. Um, saying like, Hey, we know we screwed up. We want to meet with, you know, the influencers out there and talk about how mm. we can rebuild faith in our company. Do you think that's okay. possible? Um, I, I think just like an opinion, again, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, I'm just asking I, I think your it's opinion. A too little, too late. Um, you know, and like, I mean, come on, guys. It's, it's <laughs> oh, no, we've shot ourselves in the foot. Why is our toes bleeding? Yeah. It's kind of the well, situation. I mean, like, I mean, like the, the fact that they were even like entertaining it. They yeah, should have. They should have. I think what Wizards mostly Hasbro. So, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it's Hasbro. mostly Hasbro going, yeah. hey, Wizards, you should do this. And Wizards yeah. being like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, right. The poor middle. I mean, because yeah. Hasbro, it was their stock that was suffering, not Wizards. Yeah. It was Hasbro's. Oh, sure. Right. Um, so they kind of were like, hey, we already know this makes us money. So make more money for us. Um, so like as soon as the the orders came down um they should have been like okay let's reach out to some of the bigger third-party publishers mm -hmm. and talk to them let's first. go to kobold let's y go yeah. to <laughs> let's get their input like hey we are discussing redoing the ogl mm -hmm. coming out with a new version they should have done that they should have done that initially so they sh should not be surprised they like I don't think they can really rebuild their reputation back to where it was. Oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. not. That's pretty well burned. Especially with so many like Cobalt. Was it Cobalt Press or one of the others? Or just straight up being like, "Yeah, no, we're going to build our own system for free." A lot of people. Yep. So, um, Paizo um, really spearheaded the new. Um, open gaming system license. Mm -hmm. no, well, no, open role playing. Some uh, orcs is the, okay. the, the acronym. <laughs> orcs. <Okay>. Hey, nice. <laughs> um, that is nice. <laughs> um, um, that was really spearheaded by Paizo, the people that make Pathfinder and Starfinder. Okay. For sci-fi nerds. Yes. Yeah. Check out Starfinder. Um, All right. It's All a right. lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> 
but Cobalt, they had their project, uh, Project Black Flag, but they are on board with Paizo's, you know, Orcs thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of other publishers, um, Troll Games. Um, sorry, listeners, there's a laundry list. Um, <laughs> That's why you're all. here on yeah. this podcast. Stop apologizing. Um, yeah, I can't think. I can't remember all the names because a lot a of bunch. them I, I <laughs> like I had knew about some of their content. Mm. Um, I mean, I have a lot of I have almost as many third party published D&D books as I have official Watsy okay. books. Um, but having been exposed to other systems, I'm glad the OGL situation happened because. So you think there's like a silver lining out of all of it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It because it, I mean, why why should we be bummed that a monopoly is dying? That's a really good point. I, that I, is a really good point. Honestly, it sounds it sounds like if anything, uh, kind of to your point and and to your question, like a silver lining, like the the whole community. It seemed like because I mean I'm not even that deep into the community, but like I like I follow it enough. All of our friends are into it. Like holy shit, the entire community came together and they're like just gave Actually, the biggest mother, <laughs> biggest yeah. middle finger and they're like, you think we need you? Yeah, bitch, girl. Oh no, take a walk. Yeah. Oh, there's no. the door. Like, I mean, yeah. I, you just had to like, if they would have thought for a fucking minute, you got like, a bunch of people playing constant underdogs in an underdog position. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, using your own system on how to defeat the BBEG. Yeah, you yeah, yourself yeah. have become the BBEG. Yeah. Like, motherfucker. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, yeah. I'm like, all right, 80 Wizards employees out there. What you should have done was, like, if you wanted to monetize the brand, where are the plushies? Where are the D&D plushies? I would you know? buy a Beholder plushie yeah, right? so fucking fast, my guy. Like yeah. <laughs> Merch. If I, listen. Merch up the wazoo. You need a Dakimura. You need a body pillow of, like, a hot straw. And you will have fucking <laughs> sold so many to people like me. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm. This is an unironic bit. I think Strahd is hot. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of yeah. people. A lot of people like Strahd's hot. I, yeah. Strahd's hot. I know I'm not alone. Um, I should have brought. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna step yep. away. I'm yep. gonna Google it. Yep. Look up Strahd. <laughs> You'll be like. Oh, You'll be like. Oh, that guy's hot. <laughs> it's a very like Castlevania Alucard kind of vibe. I want to say that I've seen it before. But you probably have. Like, is it no? Is it D and D Strahd? S T R A H D. Yeah. And just press enter, Strahd baby. Von Zarovich. Yep. Yes. There's a man I wouldn't mind trying to turn evil for. Like, (laughs) I'm gonna be real. Strahd's hot as shit. There's so many. Yep. Yeah, and guess what? All of them are hot. I mean. I mean, okay. No, no, I'll speak for everyone when I say this. Okay, so, okay, so there is there is one from, it looks like the D&D Wizards 
of yeah, yeah curse cover. of Stroud River. Yep. Like mm-hmm. there he is, just sitting on his fucking. It looks like a throne almost, like yep. but with velvet. Yeah. Uh, drinking out of wine glass. Okay, yeah, he looks attractive. Yeah. But like, I'm, obviously, it's a Google. It's a fucking Google images search. So you get like a lot of deviant heart and whatever. It yep. would be a shame if I turn into a vampire Easy. in this haunted city. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, is there any of these like? I know that nothing by via airing this. I've I'm I'm just gonna say that quick asterisk after the Disco Elysium fiasco happened. Yeah. As by the time we are recording this, yes. Are there any um, systems that are kind of launching that you're like super excited for? I know we haven't seen much, but like, are you more stoked for the Paizo one or one of the others that are gonna be up? Um. So. Um money cook games so for the listeners that don't know money cook used to work for wizards of the coast he was very instrumental in developing D as we know it today um he started his own company money cook games um most famously numenera is the um the setting that he came out with um, but they use a system called the cipher system um, which is currently on backer kit for a camp fundraising campaign to oh, buy, you know to get the core rule book okay um as they're hitting stretch goals um you know more materials they have a couple like supplemental books that give you specific settings um which i like cool awesome i just want the core book how yeah. many how many of you uh, no i'm sorry to interrupt again but like obviously because i know um as we've talked about you know like uh third party publishers and, and all these other people that are that are really uh, especially after i feel like the the ogl fiasco a lot of people have kind of taken matters into their own hands and, and really started to kind of push their own material you know what i mean while at least while they still could so yeah. to speak um but you have been backing it sounds like a lot of books how, how how much can i ask can i ask how much do you think you have uh i'm not sure how to put forfeited <laughs> how, much, how much would you say donated donate thank you that's the one that that sounds appropriate how much would you say you have donated towards uh like independent publishers or how much have you donated to backing not enough no <laughs> Okay, good answer. Yeah. Good answer. However, I'm being realistic. I'm okay. fucking pocket. Right. So I mean, um, you know, the, so the Quest of Namicon book that I gave you. Yes. Um, Thank I you. I backed. So shout out to XP Le- XP to Level Three YouTube channel. Great, great group of people oh, right my there. My roommate watches their shit. Yeah. Um, so Quest of Namicon <laughs> was Quest of Namicon was their um, book of one shots. Um, okay. I already, I already dig it. Um, I backed that at the highest level, which was like $250. Um, otherwise, I just go the bottom level. Okay. I just want the book. Sure. But right. like, fair. But you're not answering my question, Stephen. I'm here to ask the hard fucking questions. I want to know. Give me a number. He is a grizzled reporter who has got your number. Give me your um, fucking we'll, number. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm not Ballpark. too sure. Ballpark. Ballpark. We'll just go a thousand dollars. Okay. 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 All right. All right. That's that's still a lot, but uh, you know, I feel like that's that's for somebody who's who's a big you know into TTRPGs and everything. I feel like that's reasonable. I yep. do. I I and I I realize again. Still, that sounds like a lot of money. However, I 3D print. I have 
way too much money downstairs and a lot of it <laughs> like not actual like physical money like, it's all it's all liquid all right but yeah so no i get it yeah thank you thank you you're for welcome. answering my question you're welcome i'll uh, yeah. we can stop now all right thanks. no 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 i have one right. question okay. because i have been curious about this <laughs> so i'm 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 i, I just talked over? about the importance of like yes and and no budding but oh. like i want to ask what is a piece of advice you would give to Ooh. yourself starting out as a, either i mean like yeah i guess a big old nerd but like more specifically like if you could for some reason travel back into time and talk to your nervous self starting a DD campaign for the first time or like starting to play DD or any tabletop game what would you say Ooh. Well, so, <laughs> I know. I was thinking so about this all day. I'm like, this is what I'm going to ask as the final question. So oh, here's shit. the thing. I wasn't nervous getting Oh. There. I'm not really a nervous person. Like, if someone pitches to me, I am like. I'm constantly nervous. Yeah. If someone, if the someone pitches to me, um, like, something new to do, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm. I, I will dive head in. I it's, say that and then I instantly regret it. It's um, my problem. It's, <laughs> So like I'll say yes and then I yeah, start sweating, absolutely. sweating, and then fifteen so minutes later I'm like you fucking idiot, <laughs> why so, am I hot? Anyway. So I'm a very passionate person and a very loud person, so mm. I have like no real shame or anything mm. like that. We have no idea what that's like. <laughs> None. Um, um, but if, if I could give myself any advice. Um, to just starting out is try DMing. Mm, okay. Try DMing. Because um, I didn't try running a game until I was like 17. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd been playing for like five years and I was just like, oh, it's, it, it is a very intimidating thing. Oh, hell yeah. But like any great artist of anything whenever you're doing anything you know whether it's music art writing whatever you're gonna suck at first yeah true Mm -hmm. um you know you can't be matt mercer on day one i'm sorry but matt mercer had been playing D &D games for decades people yeah (laughs) matt mercer was a god because he worked his ass off (laughs) same with brendan lee mulligan same same with um what's his name from the adventure zone one of the mcelroys griffin (laughs) so i mean like yeah, your first game might not go as planned, but that's kind of the nature of any TTRPG. GM plans get thrown out the window as soon as you let the players, you, you just open it up to the players. I've had that happen. I've had that happen. You know, you know. <laughs> what about, I'm going to flip it on you, Kat. What about you? What is something that you wish you could tell somebody, either yourself when you first started playing or uh, to a new player? Don't be afraid to be vulnerable at the table. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking specifically during like role play things, but like, don't be afraid to ask stupid questions. Nine times out of 10 people will have either the same question or be more than willing to help you out. Cause they've been there. 
And that includes shit like what dice do I roll? Or how do you tell the D10s and D12s apart? Because I still can't fucking do that. And I've been playing tabletop games for so fucking long now. But if you give me a bunch of dice and tell me, quick, which one's the D12? I'm going to answer wrong. You'd be like, can I eat it? It's really pretty. Yeah. Well, so yeah. it's the biggest one. But it's like, anyway, just don't be afraid to ask stupid questions. Don't be afraid to ask them frequently. As long as you're putting in the effort, people will be okay with it. Yeah. yeah. I think that. No, and that's exactly, and I think that goes a lot with uh, surrounding yourself, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, who who, who you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, exactly that. Because even e- e- w- when I played my first game, um, I, w- I was so privileged that it was around my friends and people that I had already been vulnerable with, you know, sharing stage with. Um, but I was still nervous as all fucking get out. Yeah. Um, holy shit. I mean, keep an open mind if somebody wants to join your table, but also it just isn't a, like an addendum now that I'm just thinking about it in, in games. It's very important to be a hard, like, Hey, you're a great person, but unfortunately what we're doing and what this campaign is about, isn't necessarily what your character and your sort of thing is. And that's okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Some groups are more role play heavy. Some groups are more, let's get all of the XP and solve this dungeon. And that's okay. There's yeah, no yeah. wrong way to play a tabletop game. Yep. True story. Yep. Okay. I want to know though, because um, we're we're getting pretty long here. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, Stephen. First, Stephen, mm. what is one of your favorite stories that you have shared, like that you have experienced? Your one of your characters that you got to like engage in, uh, do whatever, whether it was solving a puzzle or engaging in combat, what is one of, probably one of your most memorable things that you've had happen to you during a, a TTRPG? Well, um, two years into a campaign, my character found out that he had an arch nemesis the entire time <gasps> and did not meet him until two years into the campaign. Oh. All sorts of bad luck would just kind of come across his table and he just thought he just had bad luck. Oh my God. But, but it was all, somebody. Yeah. Woo. yeah. Um, his first solo session, um, just out on some hunting trip and all of a sudden um, the ship lands and out comes this guy and he's like I've been searching for you all these years who are you? (laughs) He's like you don't even know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I love it! How How did that resolve? Or is it um, still in progress? Are you still fighting? <laughs> so he took me prisoner. Okay. Um, he intended to um, do the same thing to me I did to him, which I, I was like, I don't even know what I did Who to you. Who are you? Oh, <laughs> Amnesia. Um, um, well, as I said, I was on a hunting trip. Well, the quarry that I was hunting um, is a... 10 story tall monster and I was like covered in its favorite food yeah um because I was supposed to be the bait my character was dumb so he didn't realize what I was <laughs> he was like oh yeah the, he did yeah. Yeah. Like, holy word <laughs> he didn't understand the downside of being bait uh-huh. well the 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 creature shows up and rips open the ship well <clears throat> as part of the cleaning process to get me ready to be tortured by my arch nemesis my arch nemesis wound up getting his fa- my, the monster's favorite food all over him so the monster was like yoink and ate him. 
Oh and, shit! And my character is like strapped to a table. He's like, "Well, <laughs> this is all right. Uh, uh, this is help, fine. Help anybody? Yep. <laughs> this is fine. It's a bit chilly. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Three sessions later, found out oh. that um, my nemesis survived. <laughs> Always. He's got so much hate. It's the only thing keeping him alive. <laughs> Some spite just fueling him. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Okay. What about you, Cat? What's one of your favorite things? Most memorable things? Um, I've had a lot of. Uh, I've talked a lot about the online campaign. So, um, for just like people around us. First of all, um, if you get a. And I mean this with all of the love in my heart, genuinely. If you get a Shakespeare nerd uh, and a professional actor and a damn good actor and an incredible improver to DM for you, fucking do it. Um, there's a, a gentleman that we both know called Matt Springer who um, DM'd this, DM still DMs this like um, Flames of Freedom role playing game, which is very like, oh, new world, like. Um, supernatural takes place during the um like the american revolution sort of thing um interesting but after there was like a it, it goes bench like we had a group that we could all trust and whatever and at the the very end of like session zero we were just doing like a little like one shot to see if we all liked it he put on this music and he just went through this like sequence and he was so mesmerizing oh, and wow. the subject matter was so mesmerizing and he was explaining like um, like it's so vivid, but like only on an emotional, visceral level. Okay. Like I can't tell you exactly what he said, but sure. like the emotions, I was so charged. He was talking about something like the the moon going like red or something, and like uh, an eye and everyone being called separately. And it turned out that the whole game was just like a weird dream in order to get our players together. And there was one point during the monologue where he raised his voice, and he didn't. He might have even smacked the table. I honestly don't remember, but it was just the way he raised his voice. And I jumped, and I remember looking at all of my friends, and they had the same look in their eyes, which was like, "Oh shit, this is a new adventure. Yeah. Let's fucking go." Cool. And that oh was one God. of the coolest. Cool. Like I'm getting shivers just thinking I about can, it. I got fucking goosebumps right now. Just you tell me about it because we were I, all like, "Yeah." Because <laughs> he 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 does. He GMs uh, one of the campaigns I'm in, and it's like, and he's very good. He's very good. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Cool. So, yeah, that was a very cool moment. Fun. I like. Passionate GMs. They, yeah, they definitely. They make or break a campaign. I think. They definitely make things for sure. You for know, sure, it's about the tension. It's about the drama, and if they can bring it, mm -hmm. they bring it. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so well, I got one more question. Because one, I wanna, more, one more, I Columbo, one more, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> um, okay, so I. Um, I've not watched Critical Role. However, I have. I do have the dropouts, and I, I love watching Dimension 20. I'm a casual Critical Role fan. I think my roommate is way more into Critical Role, which is not a knock in any way. It's just, No, no. It's, it's Emily likes Critical Role. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you watch any um, any campaigns? Any no. games? No. I, oh, we were just talking about yeah, this. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> There's just too much downtime. Like baseball. Yeah. There's That's just too fair. much downtime, and like I'm like, come on, let's. And I literally you know, like, die when, by the 20. <laughs> yeah. When, when the when the players are oh, in man. a shop, I'm like, I could care less about your haggling. I mean, if the shopkeeper is an interesting character. 
that's cool. Yeah. What I like about Dimension yeah. Twenty, not to be like, well, actually, but like, what I like about Dimension Twenty is nine times out of ten they cut that shit out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is very nice yeah. to me. Yeah. Either that or like, if if they do, it's I mean it's usually just the absolute silliest shit so like it is actually very entertaining yeah. but there there are times don't get me wrong where oh, it's yeah, just like, like oh, okay let's go yep let's yeah. go <laughs> I, I get that this is part of the process but uh yeah see i'll watch like half hour long videos of just clips oh yeah totally okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally okay. down for that right on right on but i, I will not saying. sit through a whole two and a half hour long session <laughs> yeah sorry Fair yep. enough. no like, i totally I'm not agree playing i'm not gming you guys have your fun. I hundred. Okay. Yeah, I'll go have my. I have no here. doubt this is great. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Before we move on, um, if you had to plug one TP, because I mean, because th this is something that I I, I really want to make sure it gets into this episode that I don't feel like we've done with any other episode, um, because it's just such a huge. There's so much to it. It's such a vast topic. It's such a vast topic, and yeah. and there's there's um so many different sources. Courses, so many different aspects of it you know uh the 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 people collecting dice just to collect the dice uh the books uh you know maybe they like the books for the artwork or or for the uh the different games whatever i bought but, the fallout rpg solely because i had money to burn and the artwork looked neat and, like, yo, and legit i'd be fucking all about that yeah so i'll send you um, the pdf <laughs> so yeah, look at look at this artwork the coyote Ooh, and crow look, look at this look, look at this listeners listeners look at this yeah, exactly. artwork. Oh, oh. Well, he oh, beautiful stuff. And you were, sorry, listeners. You were just telling me about how it's all like it's basically um, Native Americans. Uh, it's a very um, right Native American. Yeah. Um, so Coyote and Crow, artists. Coyote and Crowfold. Yes. Um, um, the team behind the design of the game and the artwork are mostly natives. You know, they're all indigenous people. Yes. Um, so, and the premise is colonialism never happened. So there's yeah, there's your yeah. plug, I, and I I found that very fascinating. I think that'd be a lot of fun to play. I've been but, eyeing it for a while. I had a look at the but, car, but, and I was but like, my Ooh. actual plug is yes. the Genesis system. Okay, Genesis. So system. hands down, like in, in terms of of books Everything. of uh, like no, like no fucking dice or anything else, like Genesis system. That's yep. where it's at. Yep. Okay, the Genesis system is where it's at. So I really like. I know um, the parent company. At, well, so Asmodee is owned by some other company, but whatever. Sure. <clears throat> Asmodee made Edge Studio, who now has the licensing rights to the Genesis system. They are currently reprinting some books from the Genesis system. Mostly they're doing the Star Wars RPG, which uses the same mechanics. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, the Genesis system is so, so cool. Oh, my God. I like the narrative <laughs> dice. The narrative dice... Um, really adds to it because like you can you can critically fail at something you can fail but succeed at something Ooh. you know Ooh, like, I like yeah that. yeah <laughs> like like just because you you know missed your shot doesn't mean like everything's bad or maybe maybe it was way worse than you thought like <laughs> oh you're just trying to tie your shoe well all of a sudden your shoe explodes all right <laughs> you know, but that doesn't make any sense it doesn't yeah. fucking matter yeah. just normal you know, shit. the narrative dice system is what really sells it for me um cool Secondly, the classes are really cool. How how you know how level progression works. Right Levels. on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right. What about you, Cat? I am nowhere near well versed in 
tabletop games in general uh i'm just gonna like caveat that but i really 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 enjoy the world of darkness system i think it's called the apocalypse system i'm not entirely sure on that shit it's this it's the like you roll a bunch of d10s for like vampire the masquerade or hunter the reckoning okay um i just find that system very very easy to follow (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i'm I'm a big fan of a system that will make you feel like you matter and what you have built as a character matters but also has a sort of like overarching while this is easy to understand you still have to put some thought into it sure and i i think that hits just personally it hits the balance for me right on it's all subjective though baby yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and i would say uh i've got nothing specific because you guys are so much more far verse with ttrpgs than i am Mm, Um, i'm only just yeah Yeah. we're we're working on it we're working on it we'll grab it we'll we'll throw some games over discord Yeah. yeah i love it i love it um i would just say i would recommend to anybody if there's not something specific you're looking for if you're just looking for something new hit etsy hit um um you know kickstarter um there's plenty of really smart really talented people out there creating things go yeah fucking support them when in doubt go for the little guy absolutely 100 percent. cool all right uh anything else we wanted to add about ttrpgs guys i know we could go on but yeah um if we had all you know, all this century, we'd probably yeah. cover Scratch most of it. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. This would be like five podcasts <laughs> if we had our way. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe... Try things even if it scares you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try a tabletop game even if it scares you. You might be surprised at yourself, and you might be surprised at how you like it. This is convincing me now. I think this might be the final push for me to finally just fucking <laughs> set up a one-shot where I GM it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just might... What's the worst that can happen? You it's spend three hours game. with friends? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I look like a dumbass i already do well and even if it is a bad game i'm sure the players will have pointers yeah good Uh, excellent Excellent. it's a learning experience you if you keep a straight face no one is gonna know you fucked up the amount of times i've gm'd and somebody was like oh it's this this and this and i went that's a way better idea than one i had so i'm just gonna fucking steal it from (laughs) them is like two for four yes (laughs) fair enough well cool gang all right well then i guess we're just gonna move on to our final segment the more you know I'm sorry I'm so sorry (laughs) I was fidgeting oh god (laughs) 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 okay so uh Steven yeah Steven 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 so you you've listened to this podcast yes uh you know that we do uh, the more you know which is basically we just want you to uh, anything that you would like to plug uh, whether it be TTRPG something new something fun that you think that anybody that listens to this podcast might really enjoy yeah it what have be, you been grooving with lately what have you been grooving music mu- movie, movie movies TV show uh, you know whatever um, I have hardcore jumped on the bandwagon the rumor bandwagon oh. of Judge Dread um coming out as a TV series. Ooh. Yeah. With Carl Urban reprising Ooh. the role. Yeah. Oh, I got way more yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that haven't seen the Carl Urban Judge Dread, oh, it's it. a lot more faithful to the comics. It's fun. Um, and um, <laughs> so silly. Um, 
the company that owns the rights to Judge Dredd, the actual comics, the graphic novels, they are highly involved with this allegedly allegedly with, with the the show reviving Judge Dredd as a TV series with Carl Urban reprising his role. God, I hope so. I hope you're right. Infamous. Joseph Dredd. If you're not right, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed at you, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon of rumors. Oh, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't rumors. get my hopes up and dash them. I am manifesting. You are correct. Yeah, I just, I can't help but feel like just because you know, just because it's been so long, if it's gonna be like, um, old man Dredd. You know what I mean? Like oh, old yeah, man yeah, Logan. Yeah, yeah, like, like oh, you know? I'm Carl Urban. And I got a spine problem now. <laughs> my arthritis. I need my arthritis. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, bring for, me for my hover walker. Yeah, for the Judge Dread fans out there, the ones that have read the comics, we actually have no idea what Dread actually looks like, how old he actually is. Incredible. Yeah, it, okay. he looks like Carl Urban, so that means he's okay yes. in my book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. Perfect. I, I don't mean to turn this into the cat thirst hour because we're talking. <laughs> about Strahd, but come also... On, come on, we all, we all thirst for Carl Urban. It's Let's impossible not to, yeah. my guy. Okay, here's but here's my question, okay? I need to know this, because uh, you guys probably... Well, I imagine, Kat, you probably know. Whoa. Is this, <laughs> is, okay, does he actually have an accent? Like, Yeah, I, he's from New Zealand, or Australia. Right? New Zealand, Oceana? I think. I, Oceana, uh, I think he's from New Zealand. I'm like 90%... No, he is from New Zealand, because so, one of my friends uh, did like a drama thing in high school, and he just showed up. Okay, and so, she's from New Zealand. Okay, because that's my question. Because I, I started watching I'm, a while back. I started finally getting into The Boys, which, by the way, just I fucking love The Boys, uh, man. I, okay, I love it, but also like every once in a while, there's an episode where I'm like, I need, I, I, I just, love, that's I need to I step away it. for a hot minute. That's why I love but, it. <laughs> but I've always been curious about Carl Urban, Carl Urban, and his accent, and whether or not it was legit or not, because it's just, it's apparently he's either a really good actor, but like I just, I can't tell. So okay, yeah. thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. I, I hope I got that. Right, Tilly, if you're listening, I hope that it's, was right. It's it's fine. It's close enough. They're the same thing. New Zealand, Australia. No. No, 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 absolutely not, my guy. That was 100% on purpose. I know, I know, I know. That was 100% for exactly that reaction. That was 100% for that reaction. Don't fucking at me. I swear to God. If anything's going to take me down, that's going to cancel culture me. <laughs> Deserved. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You want right. to ask Irishmen and Scotsmen why they're basically the same while you're at it? <laughs> oh, man. Woof. Okay. Anyway, did we do yours your already? egregious I wrongs aside? I have been on um, <laughs> an interview with the Vampire Kick. The AMC show is so good, and like no shade to the late Anne Rice, but I have a very complicated relationship with her. Um, when I was twelve, she made me cry. It's very strange, but um, <laughs> the AMC show is fucking incredible. And if if you can get your hands on it, even if you're not a vampire fan, mm -hmm. I, I it's mm. Mm. Right on. Check that shit out, my guys. Check that shit out. Right on. Cool, cool, cool. What about you, Mr. Bubbles? So, uh, with most things, I am very late to the party. Whatever. Um, so, just recently, I acquired a Nintendo Switch, and as such, I heard that basically there's two games that basically, uh, from what I've heard, 
are, are like definitive for owning a switch right one of them animal crossing which I don't, I don't have. Yeah. Um, the other one. Have you been Breath of the Wild in? Breath of the hey, Wild. Zelda I've been Breath meaning of the Wild. to play that. I also haven't played it, so it's fine. Um, in, in a time where like all I'm playing is like I, I'm, I'm just heavy on you know a lot of just RPGs and everything else that, that are just really, uh, uh, I don't want to say a lot of doom and gloom, but like also like there's just too much. There's like so there's much shit going on. There's yeah. just a lot to have to deal with and a lot to absorb and a lot you have to keep track of. Yeah. Like this was just like kind of a breath of fresh air where it's like everything <laughs> breath of wild fresh air <laughs> i did not even put that i did not try that and now i just feel like an asshole breath of the wild. i just feel and like an asshole because you said the thing <laughs> anyway god damn it i just hate myself so much right now i've this this podcast in the last 10 minutes has really gone downhill and it's because of me <laughs> it's because of me no but i've, I've been playing i've been playing breath of the wild wild um for anybody like uh, i don't know who just you know, like even just casually plays video games uh i would say believe the hype you know because that's a lot of the reason why i don't get into that shit is because of the hype uh but i'm like ah, let's give it a whirl so i've been having fun with Good. zelda breath of the wild so yeah cool Hell, play, hey play more games get creative that's ha. the bottom line of this podcast fucking a and have yeah. fun with it have yeah. fun bitches bitches have fun with friends yeah <laughs> You can find them. This is a great hobby to find them. Yes, find some friends. You can make find some fun. You can find them Tuesdays at at uh, Ed's No Name Bar in Winona. Yeah. Right? Well, the, the, if you're they Minnesota, don't really play there anymore. Oh. COVID kind of killed that. Okay, so how can they find them? Um, Roll twenty. Yeah, um, well, I would just do um, Facebook search of Tabletop Tuesdays. I mean, it's a private group, okay. but um, if you're in the Winona area, um, just start talking to friends of yours that are nerdy. Be like, hey, have you heard of Tabletop Tuesday? If they're a member, they'll be like, hey, you should come. You know? Fair enough. They're very um, inviting. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, gang, I think that about wraps it up here. Hey, let's fucking vibe five out this bitch. Let's vibe five. Yeah. Vibe five. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, should we? You are going to get shot down for that New Zealand comment. Uh, you are going to get nuked from orbit. Why a boomerang? <laughs>